It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. With just a week and a day to go until the end of voting in the 2022 midterm elections, more than 20.7 million early ballots have been cast in 46 states. As of Sunday, Texas, Florida, and California have each crossed the 2 million ballot threshold. And more than 1.6 million ballots have been cast in Georgia, where Republican Governor Brian Kemp and Democratic nominee Stacey Abrams faced off on Sunday in their second and last gubernatorial debate. Meanwhile, a top U.S. cybersecurity official said there are no, quote, specific or credible threats to disrupt election infrastructure during the midterms, even as the federal government is concerned about attempts, both online and in person, to interfere in the vote. The FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. Capitol Police, and the National Counterterrorism Center reportedly issued a bulletin warning about attacks on political candidates and election officials by political extremists on the same day that Paul Pelosi was assaulted. Heavily armed poll watchers have already been showing up in Arizona, where a Trump-nominated judge ruled that they had every right to keep on intimidating others who are simply trying to exercise their constitutional right to vote. What could possibly go wrong? And now we're learning new details about David DePapi, the man accused of attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband early Friday morning. The attacker reportedly had zip ties with him when he broke into the Pelosi's home in San Francisco, just like those that were carried at the July 6th attack on the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi's 82-year-old husband, Paul, was hospitalized after being hit in the head repeatedly with a hammer. He suffered a fractured skull and underwent surgery, but his condition is reported to be improving. The attack came as threats against public officials reached an all-time high less than two weeks before the November 8th midterm elections. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel said it was, quote, unfair for Democrats to link Republican criticism of Nancy Pelosi to the attack. DePapi's social media posts suggest that he subscribed to right-wing conspiracy theories. Well, of course he did. So reaction to the attack was incredibly mixed. Seriously, take, for example, Elon Musk, the wealthiest person on the planet who just shelled out a ridiculous $44 billion to become the new owner of Twitter. He proved you don't have to be smart to be rich. Musk actually tweeted a conspiracy theory on Sunday about that violent attack on Paul Pelosi to his 112 million followers on the platform. It was a baseless article from a long-debunked fake news website. He retweeted it while saying, quote, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye. Seriously? After a day of outrage and tons of likes and retweets from his delusional followers, Musk deleted the tweet without comment, explanation, or apology. He's only been at Twitter's helm since Friday, but now we have a pretty good idea of how he'll proceed regarding information and hate talk, pushing millions of Twitter users to look for alternatives. A few social media outlets worth exploring are counter.social, mastodon.social, and tribal, with an E, dot com. We've also learned of Musk's next moves at Twitter, a massive purge of the workforce. The Washington Post reporting that during meetings all weekend, plans were devised to begin the layoffs of over 25% of the staff, with the purging beginning as soon as today. 
While the anxiety levels around the nation are rising precipitously in this final week before the vote counting begins, we can take a beat to appreciate the fact that Brazil yesterday voted Bolsonaro out and brought Lula back. But of course, Bolsonaro is channeling his inner Trump, refusing to concede. The final vote, Lula with 50.9%, Bolsonaro 49.1%. Close, but good enough. President Joe Biden congratulated Lula, saying he looks forward to working together to continue the cooperation between our two countries in the months and years ahead. Well, the Supreme Extreme Court is at it again today. They're considering in a hearing Monday morning whether colleges and universities can continue to take race into consideration as a factor in admissions. This is a case that could kill off affirmative action when it comes to college admissions. Challengers in this case are targeting Harvard and the University of North Carolina, arguing that their programs violate equal protection principles. They're urging the court to overturn a nearly 60-year precedent that has allowed institutions of higher education to give limited preference to people of color and women when it comes to admissions. Affirmative action, advocates say, has afforded marginalized people a fair chance to attend colleges and universities that may have otherwise overlooked them. And finally, opening statements happening today in the criminal trial of the Trump Organization for Tax Evasion. The trial is expected to last up to six weeks. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button.